Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book in the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. But today, I'm sitting here with Doc Turner and Hard Body Hopper. will be joining us shortly. Just got off the phone with him. Running late, coming from the shoot job, but he'll be here. I'm sitting here with Doc. Doc, um, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, but uh, I, I'm, I am wondering what I would assume people all over the world are wondering. And that is, did Harper get that printer working? We gotta I know. We, we gotta my, know tonight. Gonna be my first question. I don't care if we spend another thirty minutes on it. Now I will tell you, he called me on Thursday night of last week, so two days after we were done recording, and I don't know if he was in the car with his woman or not, but I said, and he was just being casual with me, you know, just playful Hopper, and I said, hey man, by the way, not trying to be funny, did you get your did you get your printer hooked up and everything? Fuck no! Like he got all of a sudden <laughs> aggressive. Well, that doesn't <laughs> start, that that doesn't bode well. He starts cur- now. This is this is about four days ago now, five days ago now. But he starts cursing out the printer with her in the car, and I was Uh-oh. like, "Well, maybe I shouldn't ask that question." But she just seemed to be taking it, whatever, like a grain of salt. But so we'll ask him as soon as he joins. Uh, I'm glad you asked that. Let me do one thing real quick before we get too much into this and your flips and dives. Special shout out to our largest page contributors, monthly disrespect for the classy Marky Blassie, Mike Childers, Joe Ice, good old Justin. And then I got to get through some Patreon shout outs because I missed some last week. My apologies. Rich Richardson, thanks for bumping up your pledge. I hope your recovery is going well. And please email me when we get closer to the NFL and college football season so that I can come be a guest on your radio show. I know we couldn't make it happen last year, but I know you're recovering and I'd love to come on and be a guest. Chris D, new patron. Thanks for signing up. Robert C. Robert, I think you were an existing patron, but I know sometimes for whatever reason, Patreon sends me a notification for existing patrons when they already or when they re-up. In any case, whether you're new or existing, you've been around for us for a long time. Thanks, Robert C. Luke J. Thanks for signing back up as well. Uh, Eddie P. Thanks for joining the BTT Hall of Fame. I think you were already an existing patron, but it showed up again. And then Tom B. I believe you're a new patron. If not, and you're existing. My apologies. Patreon is weird with its notifications, but thank you as well. So some new, some old, some re-ups in there. Not really sure, uh, but because Patreon is getting real finicky these days. But anyway, thank you and thank you to all the patrons out there. Matter of fact, the only way you can get Doc and I's Clash review, the last one we did, is by going to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. 
and signing up there. And the only way you get the Halloween Havoc pay-per-view with the Steiners and Nasty Boys, which was incredible, is tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Okay, Doc, I'm winded and blown up from the Patreon plug that Javorski just got mad at because uh, that's what he does. How are you, man? Well, let's run off some patrons. Here's a, here's a little something that you and I were talking about earlier today, and I think it's worth bringing to the people. Um, so a while back, we were maybe last week, week before, we were talking about how the youths of of this world will have have are changing the dynamics down at the shoot jobs. Yes, we talked about that a couple of weeks back. We sure did. All right. So what is the worst generation ever? Because like a lot of people like these damn millennials or whatever. <laughs> What's the worst generation ever? And this is an this is an easy one. This is an open book test. This isn't even debatable. I'm jaded. I have my reasons. I think the baby boomers and and I'm calling out my own parents when I say that. But that's just me. I really firmly believe that. And I've got a lot of test cases involved in this and my parents are one of them, but, um, baby boomers for me, I ain't saying they all bad, but man, Bruh, they kind of, okay. Mean, it's well, time <laughs> for, it's, if, if it's time for them to let the cancer start nibbling at them and get out of the way. Oh, come on. What? That's not nice. Don't, they are not, the worst. Cancer, bro. Don't don't joke about cancer like that. Come okay. On, bro. How about uh That's not good. That's not good. The, don't the, How about diabetes? Is, the sugars maybe can make an allowance, but not not So cancer, you don't bro. care. You you don't care if they die. You just care how. Interesting. Well, everybody's going to die. I just want you to live a long life if you're a good human being. Oh. Well, you know, the baby boomers, oh man, where to start with this? The the selfish was that a good word to describe them? Some of them, yes. Here's the thing. If you say anything about baby boomers, they're all like small only children that think that the world revolves around them. Like They'll defend their whole generation, even though they're not anything like the thing about the generation we're talking about. See, my thing is, I, I kind of disagree with you with them being only childs, but or an only child, but my thing is, Baby, like we're the, to me, this is just me. Our generation is the least triggered at stuff. Baby boomers and then the generation coming behind us, them motherfuckers get triggered at anything. So I'm saying bad stuff about baby boomers and I forget where, which, which, which one we are. What are we, Gen X? I, I we're Gen X. We don't give a shit about Gen, bro. We do, we are the least triggered. <laughs> ones of the bunch hey they the ones kayfabe. they broke kayfabe in our childhood in every way possible including wrestling so what the fuck do we care about anything bro the, the baby boomers they they talk like back in my day but they are the worst they will get triggered at anything and then they look at you like you're the problem you're like bro you let that control you like that you got a problem. I, that's my thing. That's where I get that. That's a you problem. I love that statement because whenever I deal with baby boomers, I swear, not all the time. Let me specify because I'm not trying to, like Doc, say a whole Come bunch on. of people are like this. But Everybody's many like of the on. many you of the ones I've had boomer. experience with, I'm always like, that's a you problem. But I say the same thing about is it Gen Z that's right behind us? I say the same thing about them, them, them little clowns. I mean, okay. So here's the thing. 
I remember one time my uncle was like, your generation all needs a trophy. And I'm like, we were seven at the soccer field. Who the fuck bought these trophies? Seven-year-olds weren't asking for their own trophies. See, it was we... because the baby boomers couldn't stand little Johnny not getting a trophy that they had to make sure everybody got one. And that's yeah. when that shit started. So don't give me this shit that the millennials or Gen X all <laughs> need a trophy. That was the baby boomers not being able to handle their little shithead snot that nose punk being a loser at shit in life. Yeah, but I could also make that argument for you and I's generation where because it drives me up a wall. I coach you sports. No, and nothing made me matter than a damn participation trophy no, that I was forced the, to hand out by these leagues. But this is the problem. You ask baby boomers what's wrong with their generation, and they're like, nothing. We're great. Here's where our generation messed up. We let the wives completely take over everything, and it was easier not to fight. <laughs> so that's where you find yourself at couple showers and all this shit that the the one thing that the men like the look your grandpa and dad you, they didn't have a hand in raising kids they they squirted a load and that was that was that's, a lot of times the end of the war, end of the road that's not the, that's not good though that, that they did that so bro. we so we picked up a lot of that but we got roped into like a saturday afternoon at crate and barrel or we would rather be doing some football watching. And, and it's just easier to keep the broad happy. And so now the, the suburban broad has overstepped her reach and runs too much stuff. And they don't, they're drunk with power. I don't disagree completely, but I also, well, one of the blessings look, I, I have with my. Heat. I can't get any heat by having a nuanced statement to say not all women are like that. Because then everybody would be like, well, that's not me. So I'm going to come out here and say this is the way the oh, life okay. is. So that everybody's like, that motherfucker don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Bro, but there's enough of these sons of bitches out there listening. You know, man, Doc's, Doc's onto something here. <laughs> there is a man, I, I mean, I, I don't want to be standing next to him when, when the pitchforks come. But he ain't wrong about some of this stuff. That's what I feel like I get. I will stand by this statement, though. Now, you, you said some things that are true. You said some things that I don't believe are, are, are factual. But the one thing I will stand behind is our generation is the least offended at stuff. Whereas that's, that's, the boomers. That is not even up for debate. The, whereas the boomers in the, in the generation coming behind us, bruh. They don't understand that it's funny because the boomers are the ones who told us sticks and stones. The whole sticks and stones may break your bones. Words will never hurt you. And you know what's funny? Like, I can remember being a kid and getting ribbed. That's where I started first learning the art of the no sell, even before wrestling. And and it really stuck with me. And then as I got older and became an adult, I was like, why am I going to let somebody trigger me like you can't allow my whole thing with being triggered is when you allow someone to take over the power in your mind just by what they say, that's a problem. I'm not talking about physical stuff. That's a different story. But just the mere words and things you might see on TV or things you might see someone say or someone tell you, do not let those things trigger you. Our generation, I really feel like we were the ones who were taught not to let that stuff get to us in the boomers were preaching it, but not practicing it. We actually took the lesson and hold on, hold on. We took the lesson and said, all right, cool. I got you for real. But 
the the ones behind us and the boomers, everything offends them. Everything you know, offends. You know, them. part of why that is, though, I think. What what is it? We were that generation that had free. We were one of the last generations that had free time. Well, we had free time. We didn't have the internet. I mean, there was you there was didn't a have whole the internet. Lot. You didn't have your shit programmed and scheduled for you. You had to go out and figure some shit out outside, and you had to navigate the neighborhood without getting your ass kicked or embar- getting your ass embarrassed. And you just went out and kind of figured some shit out for hours yeah. on end. Yeah. No cell phone, nobody calling you, checking on you. I mean. Your deadbeat parents weren't going to get involved in your entertainment. Very true. And so you just kind of, all right, I can go. I, can, I mean, shit, it can't be that hard. Look at some of these fuckers that are drawing breath every day. That's true. We figured it out. You, Yeah, you hit on something with that. And there are things that I look at that my kids have that I wish we'd have, that I'd have had in terms of certain things. But there's other things where they ain't ever going to be like have the grit or the I got to I got to do some problem solving here to make sure that either my parents don't find out what I just did. Or how am I going to get away with this? How am I going to avoid this ass whooping? Ass whoopings aren't a thing anymore for kids, really. Oh no, they, 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 they that's that ship sailed. You can't even, you can't even yell at them the wrong way, or you know, child protective services is gonna get. I ain't talking about parents. I'm talking about fighting. Oh like, yeah, I told you, I told you, man. There was a girl in my in, in the boys' fourth grade class that's bigger than the teacher that picks on him. I'm like, if she picks on you, punch her in the face. That shit'll stop. Man, you can't tell them that. <laughs> Come on. Well, here's you the can. here's the thing. Don't don't get it wrong. I told the teachers they had a chance to get this thing under control, or I would. What you gonna do? Walk up, walk up to the school and whip the little girl ass for yourself? No, I'm gonna teach the boy how to do it. Oh yeah, that's right. It's a good thing no one knows who Doc and Latrell are in real life. We're out Jesus there hanging Christ. and banging, dog. Okay, we'll supply the finish. <laughs> okay. All right. Huh. All right. It's good times here tonight. Everybody's oh, yeah. generation sucks, but ours. How about that? That's there what you go. All gener- <laughs> that's what all generations would say, right? The best part about that's what all generations would say. But the best part about that is the majority of our listeners are our generation. We got some youngsters out there. We do have some youngsters. Hey, I don't have a don't problem. With, I don't same. have a problem with the kids. I told you that that last week. I don't think they get everything right, but nobody does. So I'm gonna cut them them a break. Hey, y'all need to get get ready though, because y'all gonna have to like change my diapers when I get when I get older. Oh no, you're bringing I, up I'm done with the kids. Yeah, of course you are. <laughs> They're the kids are the future, dog. You know. Teach them well and let them lead the way, huh? You about to start quoting Whitney Houston while you're at it? Only if there's some crack to be had. You, you don't even know what I'm talking about, huh? That's yes, song. I do. Okay, <laughs> like well, you have no clue, <laughs> bro. I had a friend. I'm not as ignorant of other cultures. As oh, you hold are. on. I had a friend when Whitney died. When Whitney Houston died, oh. and um, a brother, black mm-hmm. dude, posted on social media. You know, it's funny. 
how y'all glorifying this crackhead and Lord, the pitchforks came after him. I didn't comment. I just watched because I kind of like well, two, get my entertainment. two things can be true at once. You know, somebody can be a crackhead and you can be sad they died. Now, if she's a crackhead that was stealing your shit for crack, maybe I wouldn't be so happy. But. You know, I what's mean, funny. He, he kind of made that statement in a follow up statement. He's like, look, I was a fan of her, but you can be a fan of someone and understand that they have faults. And that's like that guy for the, the Foo Fighters that just died with nine drugs in his system. I'm sad for him. I'm sad for his family. I'm sad it came to that. He probably shouldn't have been doing all that, but shit, we all do shit we shouldn't be doing. And, and here's the other thing. There's a whole bunch of people that look down on that skinny little twerp dying at 50 from drugs when they weigh 367 pounds and are about to be a 30-year drain on the healthcare system with their rapidly advancing sugars. So everybody's got some problem, you know? Look, I'm... I'm not saying being fat is healthy, but there's a difference between being a little obese and having a crack addiction. Okay, let's draw. I think it's crack. I mean, drugs in general. No, you can't say that because what's wrong with crack though? Oh, okay. Now, now you're baby facing in the crack crack addicts. That's that's great. All right. No, I'm I'm just an advocate for freedom. No, (laughs) sure you are. <laughs> Boy, he is towing all the political lines today. I just decided tonight, about five minutes before we logged on, I wonder how I can make everyone listening mad in the first ten minutes, and 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 at the same time make make people happy. <laughs> right, I'm here for I'm here for all of you. Here's here's my goal on finishing the how to make everyone upset. How are those NBA playoffs treating you, buddy? This is your favorite time of the year. I mean, what do you want me to say? Do I care? Eh, Whatever. Like, seriously. I got an all caps Iron Sheik text from you the other night. That usually means that you're engaged. I have no clue what you're talking about. Playoffs, Bubba. We're going to do. Y'all made a shot against the damn clippers and i got like a 72 point font javorski drenched text from you first off after starting three and 16 or whatever it was that team had no business making anybody's playoffs i don't care if it was through two play of playing games and you know that there's no godly reason i don't care if they traded for cj mccullum that they should have made anybody's playoffs, but somehow they did. Now nah, they well, I'm, I, I got polished you. I off got by Phoenix. Little, I'm rooting for you guys. I'm rooting for the little Pellies. Jesus of Nazareth could be rooting for the Pellies and throwing blessings out like it's Easter freaking Sunday, and they'd still get swept. Okay. What about Allah? Muhammad? Allah could bring his magic in too, if that's what it's called or religious whatever and they they could get every god the greek gods allah jesus it don't really matter they are they look by the time this airs the sweep may have already happened but i can't oh, see them in the game yeah i can't see him winning the game man but you're you're nope. rooting for chris paul to finally get his ring right 
Absolutely not. And you know why. Okay. You know why. You, uh, got, some, the f- you got some long-simmering hatred. I get it. He's a bum, too. Well, I don't think that's the case, but whatever. I, I mean, you're, you're I allowed what to be I said. wrong. You're allowed to be wrong. You're wrong about a lot of things. Well, I had a, I, I did have a question for you, sir. Um, this week I was listening to one of Corny's podcasts, and it came up about the night that Tommy Young was killed by Tommy Rich. Uh, uh, he wasn't killed, injured. Oh. His neck. Yes. Come on. Let's be factually accurate because, you know, we pride ourselves that, at, you know, of that at BTT. Oh. So they ask, you know, was was Tommy Rich impaired? And Corny's first joke was, was he awake? Was he in the ring? But then Corny kind of backtracked and said, you know, I don't want to I don't want to say that about Tommy Rich. But I do want your your reaction here in a second. He did say. That. There was no way. That he hadn't had a few beers. And. Maybe some other things. Prior to getting in the ring. Mm-hmm. Your reaction. It's probably been a little while and fake Stan Lane's going to get mad at me for telling this part of the Tommy Rich story. But after being in a locker room with Tommy Rich handful of times. I've never seen him in a locker room, not with a pitcher of beer. And sounds like my kind of guy. And when I say pitcher, I should say pitchers. A beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Pictures of beer. I remember one show. God, this is over 20 years ago. I mean, he had to put down five, six, seven pitchers. Wait a minute. There's a big difference between five pitchers and seven pitchers. So you can't just throw. Dude, a pitcher's not like a thimble full of beer. So you need to be a little bit. You need to dial that in just he, a little bit. He sat there. And he was late in the show. And this was one of those. Idiot promoters back, you know, indie wrestling in the 90s. Paying him in pictures. Freaking four-hour show. Like, you know, people got that kind of time to burn. And even in the 90s, in the infancy of the internet, it probably wasn't the best thing to do with four hours of time. But, yeah, he he just, I just remember seeing him pouring a pitcher, pouring a pitcher. I mean, like. A pitcher, I mean, not a big cup. Yeah, and he was pouring it into a cup and just basically guzzling it. But he had a he had a pitcher. Then he went out and worked the main event. So hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a picture of what I think I mean when I say pitcher, and I want you to confirm this so that we're working off the same sheet of music. So that you don't have some weird Creole Cajun version of what a pitcher of beer is. So are you sending do you have a picture of your two inch dong next to it? That way I can, you know, have a two Yeah, inch. that's a picture, dude. Okay. So it says here in findmeabrewery.com that the typical pitcher of beer. 60 ounces. Is 60 ounces. Yeah. Yeah. And you're saying. Okay. So you're saying five. That's going to be divided by 12. That's 25 beers. 
Bruh, the dude inhaled cocaine like he was drinking water. What makes you think he couldn't handle five pitches of beer in a four and a half hour span? Well, I, I didn't. It's not that he couldn't do five pitchers. It's when you get to seven pitchers and now it's 35 beers. Then I'm like. It, again, Bruh, could he I sit there and do it is one thing. Wrestling is a different story. And, you and I realize he's not going story. out there. I realize he's not Daniel Bryan at this point. So I get that. You also started off this story with Corny. They were talking about the time he, uh, Tommy Rich, ended Tommy Young's career. So Ended. So, again... Five to seven pitchers over four and a half hour span. Now, again, I wasn't counting. That's why I'm like, but I watched him just pour and pour like they kept filling it up. And he'd go piss for like three minutes at a time. You could hear it. It sounded like a friggin' horse in the bathroom back there. You know, the piss just hitting the toilet bowl. I'm just like, damn. When he goes to the bathroom, are y'all all side 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 eyeing each other? Like, damn, dude. I remember a buddy of mine just was like, "Dude, he ain't gonna stop drinking." Say, like, glad I ain't glad I ain't got to deal with him tonight. He just wouldn't stop drinking, bro. I mean, I don't know what to say. It. He was just drinking nonstop. That's the way to live. So when you're asking, what was your original question? Just your reaction to the story. Well, I didn't hear it, but I heard what you said about the story, and I just feel like, what did Corny say? What did you say he said? Was he he awake? (laughs) What was the question to Corny? What was the question to Corny? Was he awake? Was he he upright? Then he was probably drinking. No, what was the what was the original question to Corny? Was he messed up? What was was he impaired? Was he impaired? Original question. And Corny's response was, "Was he awake? Was he up? Right." Okay, so I'd say the same thing if you asked me, "Was he impaired?" The night he messed up Tommy Young. I mean, we watched it. Like we watched that episode. It it actually didn't look horrible. That's the crazy part. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like the worst thing ever. But that's just kind of one of those things where you're like, "Damn, you know, it doesn't take much. You just." if you just fall the wrong way. Now, I believe he did pull him like, like we saw. I mean, but it doesn't look, you remember it. It doesn't look horrible. Did it? It wasn't like, it wasn't no, like, it no, looked like it somebody didn't. dropped them on if, his head. If you didn't know what you were looking for, you wouldn't know that you saw something. Uh, that's in my, my point. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. But do I think he was drinking? Sure. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, and if Corny was there, so, you know, if he doesn't know, no one's going to know because no one takes meticulous notes like him. But yeah, I, I, it, I, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if, you know, he had, uh, he was liquored up. I mean, bro, liquored we, up. we talk about these stories about him in these matches. And look, I ain't been hard on Tommy Rich at all in these matches. And I mean, because it is what it is. He just gets old after a while. But, I mean, remember some of these matches where we're like, God damn, look how much he's sweating. Like, everybody else is bone dry, and he's in that ring. He's ringing wet. Doc, when you were been drinking a lot, is that a side effect? I'm asking a beer drinker. 
not, not particularly, no. Bull. I mean, maybe the next day. That's bull crap. You got all that extra fluid in your system. Your body's trying to expel it somehow. No, I, I'm not going to say that. I, the other thing I'd say is, right. how was he losing all that weight if he was drinking 35 beers a night? Because that's not how that works. Well, you know, I mean, like most alcoholics, they can get a little straight and narrow for a short span of time before they regress backwards and fall into their bad habits. I mean, well, look you at sure, Pop Pop. You sure seem my... to know a lot about the topic of addiction. Bruh, <laughs> my father-in-law one time. He's sitting on the li- he's sitting on a sofa, sitting. This sitting is, wait, just for the people out there. We're talking about Pop Pop, right? Look, but okay, first off, my father in law was called Pop Pop on this show long before you ever heard that term from that person. No shade, but we were talking about Pop Pop many years ago. That's right. My father, my father in law was on the sofa one day, and we, I, we probably watching the Cowboys. It may have been even Thanksgiving. I'm like, um, uh, I poured me some Hennessy. Uh-oh. And so I'm drinking a little bit, and um, I said, "Pop, pop, you want a glass? Or go pour yourself." Oh no, I can't get, I can't do that. That'll get me doing other things too. Mm-hmm. I know that feeling. I know <laughs> where Pop Pop's talking about right there. It's better to just fly dry and shaky than it is to to summons the dragon. I get it. He kept looking at that glass though. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it ain't like he it, don't get it wrong. He wanted some. He just knew it was a better idea to not. And I've been there. <laughs> oh, I'd man. be right there right now. I don't know. Oh, Pop Pop. <laughs> I feel uh, like I would I feel like I would get along good with Pop Pop. As long as he could get over the fact that I'm a honky, then I oh, think we'd get along. On. He gonna, yeah. He he got no problem, man. But uh uh, Doc, real quick, uh, are you done talking about Tommy Rich? I got to mention something. Go ahead and mention whatever it is you need to mention, my friend. Well, no new five star reviews on Apple Podcasts or or um, Podcast Addict. So if yeah, you're out I've there, given up please... on people. Okay, there you go. Go playing heel, right? The people are letting me down. What do you want? Okay, you lost your smile, huh, Shawn Michaels over there? Anything else, Doc, before we get into December 1st, 1990? We're in the last month of 1990 here. Man, I keep waiting for something to happen in these shows. Okay. So I'm going to take that as let's get started on the review portion. December yeah, I'm kind of up already, so let's hurry up. 1990 NWA Saturday Night on TBS. We are still waiting for Hardbody Hopper to join us. He said he was running late, but uh, I told him just uh, text when he was ready, but... Um, Doc and I have been going now for a good 30 minutes, so we got to get rolling. Anyway, we are coming to you once again uh, from Cobb County Civic Center. When I say once again, we've been here a number of times this year. Bob Cottle and Jim Ross are on commentary. They set the table for us, remind us what we'll see. We are reminded we are going to find out who Luger's partner will be, uh, and we are told it won't be Sting, and more on the Teddy Long and Ric Flair situation as we get rolling this week, and that's actually what I'm looking forward to, and along with Luger's partner, which... um. I'd say it was a surprise. We'll get there shortly. We then go to the very first match. The Fabulous Freebirds with Little Richard Marley versus Brad Armstrong and Alan Iron Eagle. We are told that Armstrong and Alan Iron Eagle are good friends of the rock and roll. And Brad and Iron Eagle take uh, what the Freebirds have done to the Rock and Roll Express 
personally. JR and Cottle then talk about Rich and Morton versus the Freebirds coming up at Starcade, the pay-per-view at the end of this month or mid-month, I should say. And Cottle says Gibson will be at ringside, which will give the Rock and Roll Express a boost. Remember, Gibson is still injured. Uh, once again, since we're in Georgia, the Freebirds get cheers and Freebird chants going. Doc, I wanted to get all that out. Let me throw to you, see what you got from this five-star Matt Classic. I actually like the fact that they're tying all the baby faces together. They used to do that kind of shit a couple of years ago, so I didn't have a problem with that. Now, things I do have a problem with is just how just dick in the dirt dirty Brad Armstrong's being done here. The candy man can. Shut up. <laughs> Who was that rapper? Was there a rapper of the candy man? Did he have the knocking boots? Remember that song? Oh, girl, I love you so. Never, ever, ever gonna let you go. I don't know what you're talking about. And, um, Come on. Michael Angel just got mad at me for saying that. That's why I said it. <laughs> um, candy. You Google it. Candy. Are you typing it on your phone or your computer as you do this? Uh, no. Uh, my, com- my phone. Okay. Song by Candyman, Knocking Boots. Wow. I'm impressed. There you go, 1990. Same year as this. Mm. From the album Ain't No Shame in My Game. The Candyman can. You're doing old white, old Sammy Davis Jr. bits, <laughs> and I'm hitting a song from the actual time. Jesus. That's what the boomers do, right? <laughs> You're a, you are like an honorary boomer. That's Oh, that's hell no. Thing. I despise most of them. Oh, unless you man. listen to this show, I did hear Caudle say in the middle of this match that uh, Michael Hayes could stand a haircut. Boy, that's a boomer thing to say. <laughs> it sure is, especially during this time period. <laughs> so Alan Iron Eagle can't jump off the ropes. There, he missed yeah. coming off. So he's, he's supposed to be a crossbody. Yeah, he's a he's like an Indian version of uh, Tom Zink. Indigenous people. No, for nineteen ninety. Now it's it's first peoples. Is actually I went to a I went to the Native American Indigenous Museum not too long ago up in Oklahoma and it's called First Peoples. So now, it's not even indigenous people anymore? No, no, no. First peoples. You're ribbing me. No, 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 no. You okay. can never be too woke. That's a new one, but um. Hey, this wasn't we... bad. It wasn't great. It wasn't. I think you were being a little sarcastic with your five star Matt classic. Uh, it certainly wasn't that, but we've done worse on here. Well, and I mean, how many pitchers has Tommy Rich had at that point? Uh, Ten. the The good part about this was Allen Iron Eagle eats the pin, which is fine, and then they're beating him down afterwards. The Freebirds are, and we get. Tommy Rich and Ricky Morton who come out and make the save. So that kind of storyline wise, it's not the hottest thing going, but it's credible when you're thinking of, okay, these teams are supposed to battle at Starcade. So, you know, I'll give it credit there. At least there's some it's, continuity. It's there. something. This, yeah, it ain't great, but it's something. And the crowd right. was into it. We go to match two. It is Brian Pillman versus Dirty Dutch Mantel and all of his back, back hair. I mean, we've worn it out, but Dutch is a, a hairy dude, and 
Cottle mentions Pillman and Z-Man are going out on their own. And man, when I heard that comment from Bob Cottle, I was like, thank God. Thank God. So we didn't blow it off or get something out of it. We just, oh, that's what we're doing. I'm fine. Don't blow it off. Just, 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 just divest from this situation. Just, just move on. Please get Pillman as far away from the Z-Man as possible. Like, seriously. But anyway, what do you have from these two as they're working hard? So Cottle in the middle of this match asks, is this, is he dirty Dutch because of how he wrestles or because he needs to take a bath? But what's funny is at the time of you watching this live, you would have never known the great partnership they would have had on commentary. So it's funny how Bob is saying that because we got used to those two going back and forth and Smokey. Quite possibly the most underrated announcing team of all time. I will make the statement. Dutch Mantel and Bob Cottle are the most underrated commentary duo ever. They were perfect. and, And really underrated, but also the perfect team to do a, a, a Southern Territory commentary product. Do you remember, what did we get, 70-something episodes out of them, too? I thought it was more than that, because there's, there was 200 total. And I thought it was up in the 90s. But let's be clear, I don't remember everything about that, so... I'd say we need to get one of our crack researchers on that. I'm going to look it up because. Oh, okay. Fuck me then. (laughs) No, no. It's just, it's bothering me that, that like, as I think about it, because if they started in February of 92, how many do you think it went through number wise? Maybe 90. Uh, It went into either very, very middle very middle like that's the thing uh middle 93 maybe late 93 all right so as of episode 100 dutch is still there december 25th of 93 so hold on because this is this is is better than the wrestling and boy i was off by a lot um you were closer dutch the very last down and dirty with dutch aired on April 4th of 94. By that point, Bob and Les were on commentary together. Um, Bob and, and Dutch's last episode was episode 115 on commentary. So they did roughly 60% of the, almost 60% of the promotion. And it, yes, you're great with math. And I'm guessing episode 117, that must have been when he was out on the beach in Puerto Rico. Because remember, he, I felt like they left some meat on that bone, too. Yeah, but he was gone. He, he What was Corny going to do? Well, have him come back sh- with have him come back with Carl Stiles and Barry Horowitz. I don't know. Nah, not Carl Styles. Barry Horowitz, maybe, but not Styles. Hey, Styles. What's wrong with Styles? What's wrong with Styles? Uh, what's wrong with Styles? Yeah, okay. 
117 he made it through. Well, technically, again, last on commentary with Bob on 115. And he did do it down and dirty. He did it down and dirty. I guess his last down and dirty, actually not in Puerto Rico, was episode 115. And that down and dirty was with Daryl Van Horn and Prince Karras and the Dirty White Boy. I don't even remember that one. That's not even ringing a bell. But Dutch, and to your point, your greater point, most underrated commentary team in pro wrestling history. Ever. They were they were fucking man. Dutch Mantel had the zingers and the lines. Bob Cottle was the perfect old guy who got offended but didn't, and he would just know how to go, oh, come on, Dutch. You know, it was the credible straight man. The credible straight man. He wasn't like Lance Russell with his disappointment, but he'd have a little disappointment. It was just perfect, man. You uh, perfect. Good stuff. Okay, uh Doc, what else from Dutch and Pillman here? Still waiting on Harper. Uh I'm I mean, I like the fact that uh your your guys like Pillman get to beat somebody who's better than just, you know, the average guy out there. They gave him like ten minutes too. That's that's what was good about this. I like that like, even better because uh that makes the show go faster. Yeah. Um and it's you know, it's just what like the thing about this is Dutch is an old school guy and Pillman is you know, he's a he's a young up and comer. And like Dutch isn't gonna wow you with his moves, but he he's a good heel, knows what he's doing, and he puts Pillman over, and I think that's exactly what you need. We're working towards a finish here. Pillman hits him with a flying lariat. And then uh, Pillman's going to end up hitting Dutch with a crossbody off the top rope for the win, and it's good stuff. Exactly what it needed to be. Right guy won, wouldn't you say? As much as we love Dutch. I mean, seriously. Right guy won, and it doesn't always have to be more than it needs to be. So after Pillman wins, we then see a very, very, very quick promo from Lex Luger where... He said shortly he's going to announce his new tag team partner, which will blow the competition away. Doc, any thoughts on Lex here? Mm-mm, we'll get to that. Okay. So from here, I'm going to go to a segment, the wrestling wrap-up with Gordon Soley, with Sting and the Black Scorpion. They do replay a number of segments from the last few weeks with the Black Scorpion and Sting from Saturday night and the last clash. But then they show a clip that I don't think we've seen before. So let me go ahead and play that. There's a dude with a hood on in the mm. ring, and I don't. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. Okay, so let's hit play, and we'll we'll at least watch that part of it. Scorpion are beginning to take their toll on Sting, the world heavyweight champion. There's no question about that. And the most recent incident to cause him some tense moments was when an apparently an older man sitting at ringside injected himself into a situation. Now, is it money? Is it power? Is it influence? Exactly what's happening with the Black Scorpion and his power over Sting? Let's take a look. I want you to take a long, hard look, Sting. But I want you to be careful. Don't turn your back, Sting. Never turn your back. Watch out! From behind! <laughs> Fight Sting. 
this is crazy. What is he? He's got something off of him. Well, there's his mask. Fight, Sting. Fight with your life, Sting. Ah. Did you really think it would be me? Everything is beginning to take its toll now. The Scorpion appears to be more confident than ever before. And Sting, the world champion, appears to be coming just a little bit uh, troubled and tried by this entire situation. Is, in fact, the Black Scorpion beginning to take control of the mind of Sting? Well, we'll let you judge for yourselves. We so, I went ahead and just muted it because we get a couple of promos from Sting and then the Black Scorpion. Nothing special. This was from Worldwide, this clip that they showed. And they're in center stage. And I laughed because it was like Shivani of Monday Nitro or even now on AEW where he screams. <laughs> Any thoughts on this, Doc? The good news is, is that we're coming to an end with this angle. The bad news is, is that we're not already there. I have one question for you. I do agree that that is good news. Well, is and this, could... Go ahead. I was going to say, is this a silhouette of Oli cutting that promo as Black yes. Scorpion that we're not listening to? Okay, go ahead. Um, that guy jumping in the rain looked real mud show. Yeah, I don't, I'd love to know who that is. <laughs> I mean, there's no way to tell. He's got a hooded sweatshirt on, a mask, jeans. I mean... It's probably one of the enhancement guys, but there's no, you know, there's no way of telling who that it's is. It's not that it, it's the presentation of it that's the problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know I tried to defend this. I, I'm why. I tried to defend it as it was for kids. That's all. Do I think it's stupid? I thought it was stupid since day one. But I try to say, oh, it's for the kids. I think the problem is they never really knew what they wanted to do with the whole thing. Because it wasn't supposed to be flair. Well, there I spoiled everything for everyone. I'm sorry. Wait. <laughs> wait what, what is it? Thanks. Nothing. <laughs> right. Okay, Remember, I haven't keep... seen this. <laughs> let's keep, you've seen Starcade from it. Let's keep going. Uh, let's put it this way. I've only seen that match and maybe not all of it. Yeah, but I think Shivani covered it on his podcast many years ago. I'm sure you listened to that when he talked about the pay-per-view. Okay. So let's keep rolling because let me rewind for a second. Terry Taylor is taking on a gentleman by the name of the, the prince says Marcus the maniac, Bro. but I'm 99% sure that his name was actually Morgus the Maniac. And I think Bob Cotto and even JR are saying Morgus and not Marcus. Although, depending on the accent that anyone could have, I could see how they could sound similar. Morgus the Magnificent from New Orleans when I was a kid and he was on TV. Hopper knows who I'm talking about. He did this like thriller sci-fi show or not sci-fi, thriller type um show late at night channel 26 i believe it was so i kept thinking morgus the magnificent 
Uh, he was like a scientist, like a mad scientist that hosted these, um, you know, thriller type shows. But I'm pretty sure they said Morgus the Maniac and not Marcus the Maniac. Or was it just me? I don't know, but this, I was hoping you knew who this guy was. I don't, I don't, I don't know who this is. He looks like a hobo. I mean, I actually think, like, gimmick-wise, he, like, he looks, he looks like just, you know. A, he looks like every independent Mud Show wrestler no. in 2022. I don't know about that. He doesn't look the worst, but, you know. What do I know? I'll tell you what he has I do a know. unique look. He has a unique look for 1990. How about that? Well, he's got a beard in 1990 that only people nowadays have. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to Arn. Arn cuts a picture. Is that, picture is that promo. how your beard looks these days? Uh, close. You got ZZ Top rolling over there? No, nah, it's time to trim it, though. I mean, time to, time to chop it off. I've been letting it grow for probably... Summer. You can't, you can't be walking around smelling like a fucking twat. I think Ranger, it started growing yeah. in last July. It started growing, so it's it's due for a, another chop. Yeah. All right. Let, Sasha like gonna, that. Ah, she don't say nothing. She knows better. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you can say that. <laughs> Let's go to Arn Pitcher and Pitcher promo. Harper, where are you? Tarantino, last week I beat you half to death over my world television title, and you kept coming after me. So tomorrow night on TBS. I mean, look, if that's the only promo we're going to get from him, I got to play it. <laughs> so I, that, um, that makes sense. Even though we are going to hear from him a little later, I still had to play it because we don't get enough of Arn Anderson. We used to get, you know, a lot from Arn in the studio. And now Jim Hurd's man and things and we never hear from Arn or rarely and it's not enough so anyway um doc any thoughts on morgus or marcus the magnificent versus terry taylor no yeah um taylor hits him with the five arm and gets the win and i honestly don't know if i've got anything else from it that's that so we keep moving and we go to oh Harper's on. Let's let's uh let's uh let's oh get him in. shit yeah all right let's uh let's see what we can do here. See if I could do this on the fly. Add participant. I was starting to get worried. Yeah. Uh, let's keep going. So uh, while we're waiting on him to answer, we got the Nasty Boys versus Italian Stallion and Rick Newsom. Doc, as there he is, as we're talking hey. Nasty Boys and Rick Newsome. Hopper. Huh. Well, you wouldn't know. Never mind. I was talking about Mor uh, Morgus the Magnificent a second ago because this, this clown in the ring wrestling Terry Taylor is m supposedly uh, Marcus the Magnificent. Oh, Jesus Christ. So... <laughs> Um, hey Harper, anyway. how, how's that printer coming? I got it working. Oh <laughs> shit! Print off some pictures of some ladies. Shucky, yeah, shucky, shit. quack, quack. <laughs> I had to kill oh. a six pack before I got on, bro. I just 
fuck, you know why it's called a shoe job? Because it makes you want to fucking shoot somebody. <laughs> so you had to get liquored up to do your business. Oh, yeah, bro. Fuck this shit, bro. I want to have fucking uh, Chris Zoncha adopt me so I can sit on the sofa and take selfies with him, with his kids in his pit bull. Ugh. Tell us more. Fucking f- fuck this shit. Well, we all say that, but we need specifics. I'm just... It's just I, I don't want to do this anymore. You Nobody do does. Shoot, you don't want to do the shoot job or this? Well, the, well the, my particular shoot job. Fuck this shit. Harper, oh, I, we I, all <laughs> wake up in the morning and, and look at the alarm clock and go... What the fuck? What the Boy. fuck? Or... I ain't doing this. They can't yeah. make me. Or I quit. How do these people still like live when they quit their jobs? They don't. That's a that's the lie and illusion that they're trying to sell you. Fuck, ain't, I mean, everything costs more money. How are you going to buy all that basket of goods if yeah. you ain't got no income coming in? I just don't fucking fuck this shit. I had to fucking like unwind before I fucking. I was like, you know what? I got a fucking. I got a one of those uh, refrigerators on the back patio, just full of fucking beers. I was like, I'm killing these motherfuckers. That's so, what I'm talking about. I'm here, and I'm queer. Yeah. Okay. Um. Whatever you float your boat, bro. So what bro? were you doing wrong with the printer? Ah. Uh, I've been using the same old fucking internet forever because I don't do anything except this and work shit. And she's like, well, you don't have Google Chrome on here. That's why the app's not popping up. I was like, well, just fucking make it happen. (laughs) You you should tell her you caused all this shit. Fix it. (laughs) Yeah. So... Yeah, now it fucking works, and then my fucking history got deleted. But I me, mean, whatever. What, what what did you have in your history that you needed saved? My work shit, because I was just good at history. Okay, you know, I printed this out yesterday. I'll just click on that, and so you had to rebuild it manually. I guess. Yeah. Well, you got it working. Is is your? Uh, we're gonna keep this somewhat generic as to keep you employed. Um, is your particular problem with any specific person at the job, or no. just is is just the total fuckery the of fucking, all of it? Yeah, the whole fucking enchilada. Fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that sounds that sounds legitimate. Um, yeah, I mean, Mike enjoys and really does. He said he was telling me earlier that he does tend to get energized by the work that he does, but the rest of us. Right, let me win a lottery and see what happens. How about we get back into uh, this shit? Well, then we need to go back to the nasty boys and 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 the Italian stallion with uh, Newsom. Uh, in that match, Jr. did something that would be very. You talk about you know getting canceled. He called Italian stallion the world's spaghetti eating champion. That's nice. Yeah, I did catch that. I caught it. Yeah. Okay. Good shit. Um, 
So, Hopper, just real quick. So everything's back good with the computer. No issues. It's uh, printing wirelessly. Right. It's fucking working. No, well, you had the. I guarantee you, you had half of the globe on its toes, on the edge of its seat all week, hoping that this got resolved. So I think we will all sleep easier tonight, knowing that you were able to to get your print on. Bro, America. I, and not I just post, America, the world. I posted. <laughs> I posted it early for patrons, just that thirty-minute clip, and man. The comments on Patreon and other places are people messaging me. I was pulling for them to get it hooked up by the end of the show. <laughs> they were cheering. It's a helpful feeling when you got technology problems standing in the way of you and shit you need to do, and you're not real sure what to do next. For yeah. real. I'm scared. Um, and, that- and it's even worse when you know that the only way out is to call like customer service, and that's going to take two hours. Oh, God. Nasty Boys win, Doc. We then get a replay of Michael Wall Street from last week. And then we go straight from that to a match between Wall Street and Tommy Angel. Um, Any thoughts, Doc, on Wall Street versus Angel? Look at Lou Holtz back there. Bro, you can tell that they say, we're going to build these wooden boxes and put Zenith TVs in them. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. more concerned oh. about that bar chart not following the normal curve in the background, but that's oh, just God. me <laughs> and my need for my histograms to be ordered properly. Um, I want to know what's causing that big dip in the third and fourth yeah. quarter on the left. <laughs> and then what did we do to get those numbers in the middle so high? We need to do a root cause analysis. Tommy Angel versus Michael Wall Street, Doc. Anything hey, from it? We're joining well, in progress. Well, that leads me to my point. We joke about it, but having that computer and that analytics piece really was ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. Well, that was fucking space-age shit back then. I like this even more after a week to think about it, and I'm down with this. I mean, just I look at... This when I was a just, kid. I mean, once we get Terrence and Thomas and Richard into the fold, it's going to be a force with analytics because nothing says analytics like getting Ricky Morton and Tommy Rich together. Wall Street bails on the promotion at some point, though. He he, he's not like he starts this, but it like he bails. He's got to go get paid for real up north. (laughs) Right. I mean, he comes back, obviously. But yeah, Uh, Doc, any thoughts on Wall Street and Tommy Angel? This was an okay match. Yeah, I mean, it was joint in progress. You don't doesn't, see much of it. Doesn't Tom Angel get like a little bit of a run later no. on? Are he you goes sure? to Smoky Mountain. Does he? Yeah. Hey, Harper, here's I'll a question for you. the top champion, maybe. Here, yes. Here, here's, a que- here's a question. Uh. There were 200 episodes of Smoky Mountain Wrestling Television. Okay. We How talked about this earlier, Harper. How many episodes did Dutch Mantel do on color commentary of the uh, 200? Mm. Two forty, sir. Have you restarted me, your computer? Let me <laughs> let me re let me restart the let me let me try this again. There were two hundred total episodes. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, One forty. Between one forty and one sixty. Okay. 
Okay. So that's a little heavy. Is it? Yeah. What I'm did heavy. I say? What did I say, Doc? What was my first answer? 70, 75, right? Dang, yeah. That's it? No, 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 no. Listen, hold on. We were talking, Dutch was wrestling Pillman earlier as Wall Street just won. And I asked, Doc and I got sidetracked because, you know, these shows ain't all that great. We were talking about Dutch and Bob Cottle being, we said they were, I said they were the most underrated commentary team of all time that, like, nobody talks about. They were just that good together because I really thought they were. And Doc agreed. And so then we got to talking about how many episodes Dutch did on commentary. And I said 70-something. Doc said, did you say 90-something? 90. I said 90. And then, so I looked oh, it up. Yeah, I forgot about Jim Ross uh, joining in. Yeah. Less. So I, yeah. So I looked it up, and actually, Dutch Mantel's last time on commentary with Bob Cottle in Smoky Mountain was episode 115. His last appearance in Smoky Mountain was episode 117, where he did it down and dirty when he was on the shores of a uh, beach in Puerto Rico. So um, Dutch made it through 117 episodes, technically 115 if you're talking about commentary. Y'all ever been to Puerto Rico? No. no I wouldn't mind going. Uh, yeah, same here. I'd love to go. Yeah. We should do that sometime. Jesus Christ, the Cobb County Civic Center. We're back. Yeah, is, that... is their own building? No. <laughs> well, we got some connections to the Cobb County clan that we can get a good deal on it. Come on, Doc. That's what? so classy. What the hell's wrong with you? Hey, this is about business and connections. It's not about racial hatred. Okay. You're just it's a civic organization where they can network and help one another, like the Rotary. Yeah, in the Smoky Mountains, they promoted a civic organization while a Russian hung a white man from a freaking top rope from a, with a chain. I don't know. Which, I don't remember that. Remember that ad? We can come to your religious, or, or, or not religious, your civic organization and bring wrestling. All the while, Ivan Koloff is hanging, Tommy, not Tommy Rogers, Bobby Fulton, I think, from the top rope with his chain. That's nice. Oh, boy. Z-Man is uh, putting us to sleep as he wrestles the very talented Mark Kyle. Z-Man wins, went too damn long, and I felt bad for Mark Kyle, a.k.a. Killer Kyle. Wrong guy won. Wrong guy, 100% won. The next match, Motor City Madman versus the Big Cat. I'm sorry, Motor City Madman and the Big Cat versus Vinny Gilliam and Tim Hughes. Uh, Doc, thoughts from this? Ugh. What? Bro, Motor City Madman just... I can't. Mm -mm. Yeah, no, bro. And what the hell is he messing? This is dumb. Big Cat. I, I feel bad for Big Cat. Because he ain't bad. He's good, actually. But this whole partnership with him and this. He's okay. He's okay. You're, you're, you're adding a lot of luster right. to his star because y'all are the same color. But oh, okay, yeah. so so exactly. you don't like you don't like him because he's a black man. I got it. It's not that we don't like him. We're properly rating the situation. You're okay. overrating. Right. Can't give the brother any credit. I got it. What kind of car no, you no. think he drives? Who who is he? Goddamn pal, pronouns. Fucking big cat. That's a question you need to answer yourself. What kind of car does the big cat drive? Let me hear it. Oh, God. Let me I see. Rock. 
A Camaro <laughs> fucking IROC? No. No. The fuck? He's, he's driving a Monte Carlo or a Oh, Cutlass. yeah. Like a Grand In 90? <laughs> he's driving oh, yeah. a Cutlass. Oh, fucking, yeah. He's driving a Grand Prix. He got a... <laughs> That sucker's got steel bumpers. <laughs> now this motherfucker here, the Motor City Madman, he's driving a fucking Camaro. He's driving like an '83 Camaro, thinking he's hot shit because it's paid for. That God, like, that smell I like done that leg drop. That Jesus. smell like Winston 100s. Yeah, Winston 100s, and the ashtray is completely full of cigarette butts. <laughs> Yuck. I want to go back to I want to go back to Big Cat. What's he driving, Harper? A fucking a Camaro, like an '83, '84. He thinks he's hot shit because it's paid off. No, no, no Big Cat, it. Big Cat, not Motor City. Oh, oh Big Cat, uh, uh, Pontiac Grand Prix, like a a mid '80s Grand Prix. I still got him in a Cutlass. A Cutlass, yeah. Well, well, that's pretty much the same thing. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, fuck, that's, that's a nice dropkick for a big That's what guy. I'm saying, for a big man. Okay, what's Big Cat's uh, Cutlass smell like? Now you're about to uh, piss off everybody like you did with the Jive Tones years ago. A fucking Black and Miles. Wow. What? Black and Miles, huh? Sun-dried Hennessy on the upholstery. Mm. It probably smells like uh, Heineken's. Slitz malt liquor bull. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> what was that commercial Billy D. Williams used to do? Colt 45. Colt 45. Was it Colt 45 or was it the one yep. with the bull? I thought it was Colt 45. No, Colt uh, 45 did it. Colt 45, too. I think it was Colt 45. Colt 45. Yeah. Dude, I thought the backbreaker was the worst finisher ever. Like the one Luger did. Mm-hmm. What he just did, I, I, I've always thought like, like, what the fuck is he doing to him? Yeah, Bracking it doesn't really make much sense. Bracking yeah. him for torture. All right, well, look at that drop kick. That's nice. He got yeah, up. that's good, man. Yeah. Doom takes on Tracy Wynn and Rob Morgan in the next match. These poor saps, Wynn and Morgan get slaughtered. One of them messed up a power slam from Simmons, and Simmons proceeded to just just beat the dog doo-doo out the dude. Uh, yeah, I had a timestamp, but I can't read it now. Look at these guys. I went Harper's comments. Harper, look. Oh, my God. <laughs> but they work at the fucking gas station, bro. Jiffy, Jiffy Lube. Oh, yeah. They just pulled those motherfuckers out the goddamn uh, Texaco station. Y'all want to wrestle? Yeah. We'll give you 50 bucks each. Bruh. And a pack of Marlboro Reds. I'm taking Tammy out tomorrow night. I could use the extra money. <laughs> I don't remember at what point Simmons hits this power slam, but it got messed up. And I swear, man, Simmons just bludgeoned the dude afterwards. I mean, he just beats him to a pulp. Well, that's going to happen. This was good stuff, though. Um, this was kind of like... Chance. Yeah, I mean, NWA World Tag Team Champs. This was kind of like Road Warrior-esque in a way. As far as, look at this dude selling. You fucking dork. Uh, tell, please tell me the power slam's about to come. Is this no. it? Uh-oh. It's not a long match. Here it is. This has got to be it. 
Oh, Dicky oh. fucked that up. So he was like, fuck it, I'm going to scoop him over. <laughs> yeah. Ron, Ron's about to start beating on him right here. <laughs> Threw that punch back. He's being nice to him, but man, he's pounding on right. him at the same time. Yeah. Mm. He's slug. He's slug. <laughs> piece he's of mad. shit. Basically. And um, Doom wins. That's a nice backdrop. Yeah. Okay. It's a good one. All right, Doc, any other thoughts? Mm-mm. All right. Uh, so now we need to go to what I would call the, the main event of this particular episode. It is a video package. JR is going to throw us to Teddy Long being Ric Flair's chauffeur for the day. Uh, let's uh, go to it right now. A little lengthy, but I think worth it. Here we go. It's a beautiful day in hot Atlanta, Georgia, the home of the Omni Hotel, CNN, the Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Braves, the infamous Ted Turner, and today, the home of yours truly, Ric Flair. Now, the bottom line is, several weeks ago, one Mr. Teddy Long took it upon himself to take a day out of my life, look at my custom-made toys, try to jump on Ric Flair, Today, as a result of a wager won by me and Arn Anderson, Mr. Theodore Long, come on down here, Teddy, is going to have the pleasure, Jerry, by the way, you're excused for the day, is going to have the pleasure of driving me around in my toy all day long. Come on down here, Teddy. Say hi to the camera crew, to the folks. Jerry, like I said, brother, I'll get you with 100 a minute. You got the day off. My friend, let's start like this. Here we go. Come on, Teddy. What's good for the goose? Hey, 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 the contract, pal. You drive this for the day. You drive an inch more around. Open the door. Woo! Bright lights. Big cities. <laughs> Pretty ladies. Here we are, Mr. Flair. That's it, big man. Thank you very much. Hey, don't forget the first stop along the way is to pick up Double A. You'll be waiting in the lobby. They're a modern renaissance. How's it feel, big man? Come on, Teddy, how's it feel? You told the whole world you could be driving around in this car? <laughs> well, you are. Woo! You know what? Big surprise, Teddy. At 3 o'clock, at 3 o'clock, I got Janet Jackson coming in. She'll be right <laughs> next to the nature boy himself. Hey, pal. Hey, Theo, I need a Coca-Cola. Why don't you pull it right over the right right here? Okay. Okay, champ. Okay. Hey, Theodore, thanks for the Coke, pal. It tastes real good. Now let's go to the airport. Hey, brother, what are you doing? There's something wrong with the car. There's nothing wrong with the car. Just keep going. That's something Long, wrong with the car. don't mess with my I property, pal. Let's fan. keep That's going to the airport. The Long, I'm not going to tell you again. I've got to pull over and check the car out. You're checking nothing. This is my car. You're working for me. We're picking up double A. Long, where are you going? Get back on the freeway right now. You're checking nothing. Turn this car around. You're checking nothing out, Lon. You're checking nothing out. Get, right, get it. Hey, get it. Take him out. Take, him, Take him out. Hey, hey, give me that camera. Give me that camera. I want to film this. Give me that camera. Give me that camera. Come here, Lon. All right, I've got the camera now. I've got the camera now. You never did it. You made me be a stripper. All right, let me take this 
camera down here. Well, what do you know? There's a World Tag Team Champions right there. All right. Hey, guys. Y'all stand in front of the limo. That's, uh, that's our limo right there. Let me film it. Let me film it. I got the camera now. How do I look back in? Oh, real good, Ron. All right. Now, hey, Ron. Hey, Ron. Hey, Ron. You come get the camera. Now, let yeah, me get in front Get over there, Godfather. Let's yeah, see what you look like. Camera, get over Let's see what you look like. You got the camera? Right. All right. Oh, let me get in front of the camera. Hold on. All right, Ron. Give me a good move. Woo! Do it again, brother. Woo! Quick, sir. Let me say something to you right now. You made the first mistake of trying to make the Godfather chauffeur. Your second mistake is if you and Arn Anderson show up December 16th, St. Louis, street fight. Now, nobody intimidates the Godfather. Nobody intimidates the World Tag Team Champion. Now, lay that camera down, Ron. Let's go. Lay it down. Let's go for a ride. He'll wake up pretty soon and they'll find him in the cover. He'll wake up right now. Let's go for a ride. Lay it down, Ron. I look at that and it's hard to believe exactly the fact that Teddy Long so severely outsmarted the horseman. What a matchup at Starcade it's going to be. Jim, he really just turned the tables on the horseman because we've seen the horseman do things like that a number of times in the past. But as you say, it sort of intensifies the match at Starcade. What a matchup that's going to be for the World Tag Team Championship. We're going to be talking to Arn Anderson and Barry Windham a little bit later in the broadcast. And we'll be back with more on TBS right after this. Uh, I mean, I actually thought this was uh, pretty entertaining. Like, it, they paid off, I guess, the stipulation. Teddy actually was serving as chauffeur for the day. And then, like a good heel would do, he turned it around on Flair, and Flair gets kidnapped. Maybe a little hokey, but at least they paid it off. Doc, thoughts? I don't know. Okay. You think... You think that wasn't that bad. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, I'm think- like it. Look, they paid. They, at least they paid it off, like the stipulation. What? How? How crazy would it have made Teddy in real life if Rick really did have Janet Jackson in 1990? <laughs> it's Miss Janet if you're nasty. It's Miss Jackson if you're nasty. That would have been right? funny. Yes. Yeah. That would have been good. It would have been great. I I mean, we've seen some bad stuff. Norman, Captain Mike, Abdullah. Yeah, this wasn't that bad. No, I thought this was fine. Shit. Yeah. It's like, they, it's like they, they drove him through the warehouse district in, in New Orleans. That's, That's exactly what it looked, what it looked like. like. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I thought Teddy was good at the end, wooing too, in front of the limo. I think it'd have been good if Flair would have turned the tide on the bums and like put a, one of them in a figure four. No, this is fine. No, I'm sure you liked it because your people got to come up. You're an asshole. You know that. What? Since you hated it, any other thoughts? Why weren't him and Arn at the same hotel? I can't answer that question. Why don't you call your buddy Ric Flair up in between his 16 drinks he's having right now? And ask whoa, him. whoa, whoa. Man, I clipped that segment out that we did on him and Mark Madden, and it got a lot of hits on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, people We're mad in- at us. and 
you know, hero worship is a thing when it comes to Ric Flair and Yvonne Erickson. People were mad at us? Uh, Not everybody, but a few, like, trying to make their points. I was like, okay. Here's the thing. The next time you want to tell us what you think about that, go Go dig yourself a deep (laughs) hole in your backyard and scream into it. I thought you were going to do the one you did. Or lay down and fuck it until the ants come and bite your dick off. I don't care. I never forget the time he said, if you believe in in the dog man, get yourself a shotgun, put your whole head in front of him. The dog man. Well, I'm just saying if you're going to try to shoot yourself in the head, you you don't want to miss. You want to get that done. Right, right. because you don't want to be brain damaged. Right. You need to go ahead and, and do it right. I'm not suggesting that you do it. I'm saying... If you do it, that's nice. We I moving. would suggest I would suggest that you try calling the suicide hotline first. There you go. Tommy Rich and Ricky Morton defeat George South and Mike Thor. Morton assisted Rich with the Thez Press. Yes, I said assisted. I don't know how else to uh, explain it. Doc, any thoughts on this? Um, here comes the 10417. Oh, Jesus, you're gonna make me go backwards. Let's see. Oh, yeah, there you go. 104, what? 17. Right there, stop. Stop. That old woman. Which one of the two, which one of the wrestlers had a turn with that? Oh, come on. I'm not going here with you tonight. That's real classy. She got that 1980s hairdo with the freaking that's got enough. That's more like a 1976 cut. Oh yeah, dude, she killed the, the ozone layer by herself. That mm. chick, that chick could probably smoke a cigarette in three drags. Oh yeah, if she if she tries to dodge Morocco, what? Or what's it called? The fucking Monaco, the fucking big old sedan that Dodge made. Like the late 70s, you're the car expert of the three of us. Yeah, it's like the old police cars you saw, like in Dukes of Hazard. Is that what that was? Yeah, all right. Well, I got nothing else, Doc. I think you're going with Dodge Monaco. That's what I thought. That's it. That's it. The Monaco, the Morocco, whatever. (laughs) Was it the magnificent Morocco? Yeah. <laughs> he said a Dodge Morocco. My car's, my car's embroiled in a feud with Tito Santana over the Intercontinental <laughs> Belt. Jim Ross throws us to a match with the Skyscrapers. Dan Spivey and Sid Vicious versus Ricky Nelson and Rusty Riddle. This is uh, from 1989 Worldwide, and Teddy Long is their manager. That's how long ago this was. Not a bad idea because these guys are teaming up, coming up at Starcade for their, I guess, Call it one night only uh, team up. But anyway, I figured I'd mention that. Nothing much from it. They obviously win. Doc, I'm going to keep moving because now we're going to go to Barry Windham and Arn Anderson who are going to cut a promo for us. And we heard from Arn during a pitcher and pitcher earlier, but now we'll hear from a, again. Here it is. The Skyscrapers, the Night Stalker, and the Big Cat. Four men that all go over 300 pounds getting after it at the Starcade pay-per-view event. 
And speaking of getting after it at Starcade, my colleague Bob Cottle is standing by with the horseman. Thank you very much, Jim Ross. Fans, I'm here with the horseman, Arn Anderson and Barry Wyndham. Barry, you know, Bob, I'll say exactly. It's very, very evident. What Barry looks like Shane Douglas right three here. Three months earlier. Bro, you ain't lying. Vacation. The horseman have got a little bit of business to take care of. I got the phone call at the ranch, and I barreled back into town because the horsemen are the dirtiest players in the business, and we're not going to be one-upped by anybody. What about you an Irish? Just, just hold it, Bob Cottle. You ask me what I think about it, it makes me want to puke. You pulled off a coup one time. You caught us with our pants down. You caught Flair off by himself. We're never alone, and you know that. So you seize the opportunity. Now you ask us, what's the rebuttal? God, the always been the same. You jump us, we take off a head. And your case, Simmons Reed, the 16th will be not the Sabbath for you. It'll be the day that the devil himself crucifies doom. Fans, the stakes at Starcade, they could not be higher. And we'll be back right after this. Boy, Barry looks like he's uh he's about to storm a Capitol building on January 6th, huh? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Always gonna try to blow up a fucking building in in Oklahoma City. He looks he looks like Shane Douglas in the face to me. God, everything about that look screams nut. <laughs> Arn was good. Well, yeah, well, fucking Arn's always good. I can yeah. Arn read a fucking Domino's takeout menu. It's true. Yeah. I think Arn covered for what you said earlier, though, Doc, when he was like, why is Arn and Rick not at the same hotel? And he's like, basically admits, okay, you got us with our pants down. You know, you caught us. You, you caught the champ while he was uh, by himself. It happens, but uh, you jump us. We come for you. I thought it was good. But barely looks like he's about to go to Desert Storm with the Army National Guard. Um. Any other thoughts, Doc, on the promo? No, I thought it was good. I thought Arn was really good. I don't remember Barry having hair like that. Yeah, he cut it and then he bleached it, it looked like. Yeah, for real. Uh, all right, we keep moving. We get a replay, Big Cat and Luger from The Clash. And then we've been waiting on this, I'll call it, big reveal this week. It's... You know, what's going to happen? Luger is supposed to take on Motor City Man-Man and Big Cat. They did wrestle earlier, but, you know, that's what we're told. So, Big Cat and Motor City Madman come back out. And then, here comes Luger. And Luger needs to tell us, well, who his, uh, you know, partner is going to be. Because he announced last week that he was going to have a partner. So, let me see if I can play it now without the music. Luger announcing who his partner is going to be. You notice they're already playing the music and he hasn't even announced who it is? Bro, how, how fucking unprofessional is that shit? I just I just wanted to point that out as I let this keep playing. So I'm gonna keep uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hit play again. We'll talk about it on the other side. Two on one, you've had the advantage. But from now on, baby, it's two on two. Introducing from the Rocky Mountains of the American West, Big 
Okay, so then the music starts back up. But the again, no continuity. Vader's yeah. music is playing before yeah. Lex can even say, I've got a partner yeah. in the music hit. It, it's... It, <laughs> I don't remember Vader being a face. I don't either. I didn't remember this until I re-saw it. He should have kept that mask. Mm-hmm. I don't remember this at all. Okay, I don't so remember this at all either. What did you think about it, though, Doc? Oh, boy. It what? feels like the, this could have been done on Starcade, maybe, instead of tonight. Maybe, yeah. Okay. Like, the thing is... I don't get it. Uh, never mind. I just... I mean, what's there to get, though? This whole thing is a clusterfuck. That's well, a good point, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> need to let him... You want to speak? You want to speak of clusters? We need to go to the next thing. Oh, no, no. Luger, Luger clears the ring. Luger and Vader clear the ring after Luger got jumped, and then they raise each other's hands, and that's that. We then go to. It's supposed to be Pablo Crenshaw versus Barry Horowitz, but Sting runs out to the ring, and Sting tells Horowitz, "I got he'll this. give." You got what? That's what he tells him? Oh, no, no, no. Sting tells Horowitz, I'll give you $500 if you let me wrestle for you. And Horowitz doesn't answer him. Well, he kind of denies it. No, 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 no. And Horowitz wasn't happy. Like, like he's like, huh? So then I think Sting <laughs> then turns to Crenshaw and he says, you know, I'll give you $500 to wrestle him like sting wants to wrestle so bad sting jr plays it like sting's losing his mind so he runs in the ring and he wants to pay one guy so that he can wrestle and the other guy so basically he's just going to give the guy 500 dollars so he can have a match and jr is like sting's losing his mind he you know why would you pay 500 dollars to wrestle one of these guys Crenshaw accepts the 500, so Sting's now going to wrestle Horowitz. It makes no sense. Why is this happening? Bruh, boogie, nothing about this says computer or technology. And it's not very champion-like. Would you take this? Uh, God, this is probably Barry Horowitz's biggest fucking opponent right now in his whole career. Well, I wouldn't call it much of a match because that... Not even, I don't know, a minute and a half in, the Black Scorpion's music starts playing in the middle of the night. Oh, no. And Sting wins with the Scorpion Deathlock, and the music then fades. I I don't know. Barry Horowitz worked with a lot of guys, so I I don't want to say this was his... This is so dumb. Like, I can't even comment on anything else about this. It's just... Doc, please give me something, and please rip it to shreds if you must. We're we're running out of ways to rip this shit to shit. We need to get to Starcade. Yeah, I so, so we can you rip more the, shit to shit. 
You can only put the paper in a paper shredder so many fucking times. <laughs> it's true. You can only try to hook up your wireless printer so many times before you actually... Come on, goddammit. It... I don't think it's wireless. Oh, so you let's finally not, plugged it in. Let's not rehash that. Yeah. Okay. I got nothing, Doc. Um, Sting wins. The music, like, the Scorpion's voice is playing in the background, so Sting's My trying to act it up. My only note for all of this is that Pablo could probably use that 500 bucks. That might have been the I only mean, thing shit. that made sense. How many how many times in your career were you sitting in some broken down VFW hall or whatever, some mud show outfit? Yeah. And if somebody would have said, I'll give you $500, not only to not just wrestle, but to do just about any depraved thing to yourself or anyone else, you would have done it. You tell you a story about Chris Adams. I've told that on air before. But that has, that has nothing that. to do with $500, though. Okay, the short version of it, Chris Adams was beefing with some dude in a bar on the West Bank in Metairie, and... They went outside and Adam super kicked him. He was pissy drunk. What did you do in the story, though? I just looked and said, wow. How did you the, protect the business? The thing that's funny about that is. I told I was telling the Harper story, like I remember the first time I'm like I met Chris Adams in, in a locker room. He's kind of standoffish. And it was like second time, you know, hey, how you doing? By the third time, like he was kind of cool. Matter of fact, Hopper, I don't think I told you this part of it. One of the, I think one of the first times he actually like, like, talked to me, talked to me, um, was at that Pontchartrain Center show. He was there. Oh, yeah. That MMA yeah. show. He was. He was a booker, right? He was part of it. Yes. Um, did he make an appearance in the crowd that night? I don't. Do you remember? Okay. Anyway, like that was one of the first times like he, I actually kind of like talked to him, talked to him. Um, and he, you know, he wasn't liquored up. He was pretty damn cool. But anyway, like Adams is like, he's, if he wasn't drunk, he was halfway. Okay. But he was drunk that night and the other guy, him and they beefing in the bar and he just walked outside and you know, that old thing, take it outside. And well, it didn't work out for dude. He went to dreamland. That was the story. How was it to he- to watch somebody have their head cl- kicked clean the fuck off in real life? I mean, it was the West Bank. And back then, this little area of the West Bank, you know, wasn't like the worst area. So I was just glad nobody got shot. I mean, but shit, you're thinking about it. You're watching that shit when you're like eight years old, watching him kick people's heads off on TV. And you're like, man, that's cool. That was a cool move. He had that snap kick to it. It looked really good. And then here you are standing there watching him boot some drunk's head off. That dude just buckled too. <laughs> well, he's he's got a story to tell. Who are you talking man, about? Man, one time I was in a bar and I kicked Chris Adams' ass. <laughs> You know that's what old Billy Bob had to say too. <laughs> JR closes the show. Him and Bob Cottle. Jim Ross says next week the Black Scorpion will have a surprise for Sting. So make sure you tune in. And you know, that'll be December eighth show. So yeah, we're basically got two shows before Starcade, if my math's correct. Yeah, because that's December sixteenth would be Starcade. Anyway. Um, that's that. 
that's how they wrap things up. So before we take a dump on this thing in our ratings and Rolexes, I want to remind you, don't forget to use the BTT Amazon Associates link at tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Great way to support the show without spending anything extra. If you're already spending money on Amazon, please use that link. The show gets some important return. Uh, give the link to the wives, girlfriends, side pieces, whatever you have in your life, and tell them to use it every time they use Amazon. Again, tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. And don't forget, in order to get all of our clashes, our pay-per-view reviews, our world-class shows, ECW shows, NWA power shows, go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Become a patron and support the show. We are ad-free, so that helps keep the show going. Doc, you want to rate it? Rolex first. Which one you want? I'm going to ask you to go first. With which one? A rating, please. Uh, C minus. Really? Wow. I did not know that I liked wrestling more than you. Honestly, if you add the commercials in, you'd have been cursing this out. But they edited it all out, so it was only an hour and 25 minutes. Well, and I appreciated the recaps, like the, the skyscrapers, because I could just zoom right through that. Okay, now you're like recaps, whatever. All right, what are you giving it then? I don't like watching recaps. I like that recaps exist. Uh, I'm going to give it a C. A C? Yeah. That's good. Okay, Hopper? Do today. All right. Hopper, who's giving me a Rolex too? Was it better after six beers? Yeah. It's great. Sting <laughs> versus Barry Horowitz. Oh boy. Okay, the guys, way to you get go. this over with because I gotta watch the Pelicans come back and beat the fucking Suns four games in a row. The That's what I'm shit. talking about. Four games to one. Playoffs, Michael. Bubba. Playoffs. Isn't that fucking great? That they're in this situation? That's yeah. crazy. They should they not that be in the playoffs. I know. I know, Michael. It, I know no. what you're there. They started three and freaking 13 or 16 or whatever. I they're, can't. They were, they were one in 12. Dude. They, <laughs> and now they're the eighth seed. I mean, you see, they're playing with house money because no one expects them to fucking win. Yeah, dare to dream. Right. And it, it, it's like, it, it's just. <laughs> You just fucking go with it. It's a learning experience. That's right. They get all that experience that they right. normally wouldn't get. And playoff minutes are different. Exactly. So that's how that's how you got to look at Like I watched it Sunday and Tiffany's like, oh, my God, they lost. Huh? I'm like, yeah, I didn't expect them to fucking win. At all. Right. But they but. It's all about experience. So next and it's year, a building block for next year. And I think right. y'all actually finally found a coach that can Bruh, Bro, that guy made chicken salad out of chicken shit, dude. He doesn't have that bloodshot look in his eye or that impending doom that he's about to lose all his family in a car wreck. He's actually Hopper. locked into the job. Yeah. Hopper, did you hear his promo before the fourth quarter against the Clippers. No. Uh-uh. Jesus Christ. He had me wanting to run through a wall. Oh, really? I got to was... fucking look it up on YouTube. I thought you didn't care about the NBA. An hour ago, you didn't give a shit. He now you're all fired up. Cut. It was subtle, so it wasn't like rah-rah, but I think I realized why they play for him after hearing 
just his fourth quarter speech. I was like, okay, he might have something here. Oh, yeah. But Harper makes a good point. The dude, that team does is not. No, talented. they don't deserve to be there, but they're there. Maybe Zion will help next year. Right, I, once I mean, he gets off the donuts and the beignets. Hey, and the, come on, man. He's just he's big just, bone. He's just big bone. You can say that. How yeah, come I right. keep seeing videos of him doing 360 windmill dunks, but he can't play? Well, because he can't play, because he's not in, you know, as we say, he, he's not in ring shape. He's in practice shape, but you couldn't throw him out there to, hey, go beat the fucking Suns. We haven't y'all could have five Zions, and y'all aren't beating the Suns. Right. That's what I'm saying. So why even put him out there? Even he if he could, could go. Well, maybe it's to work off the fucking baby fat. Well, he should have done that with his, you know, fucking meal deal cards. <laughs> like fucking Johnny Sachs' wife. The meal deal cards. I like you just the way you are. Boy, that was a big one, boy. She was big. <laughs> you lied to me. Yeah. She was my favorite uh, wife out of all of them. Because Johnny Sachs' wife? Yeah, because she was the most normal. Yeah, she was like, very normal. Yeah. Like, the rest of them were, no. Right. You know. But she was, like, a real woman. Yeah. I guess I don't yeah. know. Right, she was a big old woman, and, you know, she had the fucking wig on her head. She looked like the fucking the, uh, uh, Gail Benson or some shit. You know. Bruh, she was, Gail, go ahead, keep going. I gotta tell you a story about Gail Benson. But she looked the most like she was the most normal. But she just like did her thing. Yeah, I'm fat. You know, what the fuck you want me to do about it? There's some good pussy under this gut. That's Jesus, not... Doc, come on. <laughs> Harper, did you? Okay, you didn't hear Willie Green's promo before the fourth quarter. But did you see Gail Benson go in the locker room after the game and what she said? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I was rolling. Gail Benson in that in that New Orleans accent walks into the locker room and she's like, I'm so proud of you guys. Y'all did great. It was wonderful. (laughs) I'm very happy with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna see you in Phoenix on Sunday, but I gotta go back to New Orleans first and I gotta go to Mass on Sunday before I go to Phoenix. And I was rolling because she's like listening to my fucking mama. She's talking about. She's talking about. I gotta go back to. It's Friday night. I'm. I'm gonna go back to New Orleans, but I'm gonna be back there in Phoenix with y'all on Sunday. After I go to Mass for Easter on Sunday, I could not. I was pissing on myself. <laughs> Gail Benson. She's a good owner though. I. I. I it, yeah. Because she be what working, bro. Because, I mean, what happens when she passes on? That's. What I'm oh, that's about. a problem. Well, we said the same thing about Tom, and he passed away and gave it to her. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a dick, but she's no spring chicken herself. Well, of course she ain't no spring chicken, but you know, hopefully, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. All right, let, let's fit what Rolex stock. Let's uh, so we can get out of here tonight because uh, we going long. What Rolex? Who you Fuck, getting? How to? Was Easter? Fuck the Rolex. Um. Well, I'm gonna get my Rolex to um Arn, but how was your Easter, Doc? Um, we had a soccer tournament. We had seven seven soccer games in two on days. On a fucking Sunday? 
No, no, no. We, it was Friday and oh. Saturday. We were at the soccer fields 40 miles from my house from 8. We left the house at 8 in the morning and got home at 8.30 at night. God damn, bro. The boy, who's super soccer boy, got knocked out of the tournament, his team. But my daughter, who's six, is they won the tournament. They won their bracket. They won their they won the whole thing. Undefeated. Bro, if I'm driving forty miles away, that kid better be getting the goddamn scholarship. Well, that's the hope. Is he good enough? No. Nah. What'd, what'd you have to drive to, Doc? We were down sixty seven. One of those little towns. Okay. You didn't say I mean, can you not say the town? I, mean, I don't want I don't want to give him too much. Yeah, because he's like fucking Bruce Wayne as Batman. You know, we can't find out he lives in the Batcave. I, I, I just don't want to promote the town. Oh. Doc. They got enough business with all those people coming in, buying gas. And no, no. Sandwiches Doc, and shit. Doc, can I play something for you? If you mind. Actually, I don't have the timestamp. I was going to play. For anybody out there listening, if you're a patron... It's called BTT Hall of Fame Moments Submitted by Listeners from 2017-2018. Doc opens up the, the one of the NWA shows from 1986 and says, It's Easter Sunday. He has risen, and so has my... And then Harper, Harper goes off and explains why Jesus is the biggest baby face of all time. Baby face comeback of all time. You were so drunk as we On recorded Easter? that. Yes, it was. We we something happened and we had to record the NWA show on Easter that day. On we used Sunday. to have a lot of technology problems. And, bruh, it was great. Can I, can I give out a Rolex and be released? See, it's I, released. I it's released. Yeah, it's, re, it's released time. That's an old one. Inside joke. Okay, well, your Rolex. Go ahead. I'm giving mine to Arn because he got to talk twice, and I like that. I said, I said the same. Harper, who are you giving yours to? Hulk Hogan. Okay. Uh, I don't I'm think gonna... you understood the assignment. No, it's okay. Doc, go ahead and be released. I'll close things out because I need to make sure I take care of some business. Are you good with that? Okay, well, y'all have a blessed post-Easter time of your life. How about that? That's right. You need to get ready for great. Mother's Day, Harper. That's coming up. Oh fuck! When's that? Well, you no, you need to get make sure that you get your girlfriend something because she's the mother to your dog. Oh god, the fuck out of here! I'm the father and mother of that dog. Oh well, that's not how she's gonna see it. So remember, when you get her something, put in that Amazon link because that'll help the show out. But it won't cost you anything. Y'all have right. a y'all have a blessed week. Sounds Blue. great. We will. Harper, let's take care of All some right. business. Uh, I think you got a, a couple videos recently that you're working on. Maybe you did yeah, or didn't. I wait, don't wait, know. Let me, bro. I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got to, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I've been lazy with this shit. So he's been lazy but he's still working on them because the shoot job blues are yeah, killing I've been working like days. a fucking asshole fuck this shit bro yeah he hates I work even, uh, I need to win the goddamn lottery and, me and, too and be fucking just done with doing this shit 
I hear you, bro. Because I, I, bro, I need to I, as well. I'm tired of like, there's always shit on my mind. Oh, bro. And it's like, I got to do this. I got to do that. And it's like, well, there's only seven days in a week. What the fuck am I going to do? What the fuck? Have some, have some children. I know the feeling. Right, bro. That's what I'm saying. Fuck it, bro. I feel I, for you, bro. My, my, my brain never stops, even when I'm sleeping. I wake up. Yeah. You know? Like, I, even if I fall asleep early. Four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, I'm up. Like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. It never stops. Mm. Never stops, bro. Never stops. But we need to help Harper out because, you know, he the shoot job's killing him, and he's trying to get through these videos. But if you haven't already oh. done so, book your very own video shout-out. Make sure you email Harper to chrisharper16wildcat at gmail.com. Be specific in what you want in yeah, your video. Man. For real, that but way, don't say like, oh, well, you know, Bob's going through some stuff. What's he going through? Yeah, be specific. It'll he help Harper that. cut his promo. Yeah. Pronouns, or pick me up. Or whatever. Uh, it's very helpful. So email him, chrisharper16wildcat at gmail.com. And then after you email him the specifics, then make sure you PayPal him to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. Only 20 bucks. Inflation's through the roof, but Harper's not charging anything more. Again, cc30388cc at yahoo.com. 20 bucks. And then email him, chrisharper16wildcat with a K at gmail.com. And when you do that, remember, be specific in what you want in your promo, your shout out, or whatever it is. Just be specific. It's very, very helpful as he's cutting these. And um, if you missed any of that, it is in the show description, in the show notes. All right, Hopper, anything else before we uh, ride off into the sunset and get out of here? No. Same here, man. I'm booked. I'm tired. What do so, you do uh, for Easter? Like, what do y'all do there? Like, here it's just crawfish ball and let's get drunk. All right. So, you know, it's not like that here. Um, but I did eat some shrimp. Uh, boiled shrimp, not a lot, a little bit. Yeah. One of the kids loves them freaking crab legs that cost an arm and a leg, so we hadn't had those in a while, so we ate up some crab legs, like the big one, the snow crab ones. Yeah. Uh, with some corn, potatoes, you know how it's done. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was about it, man. And, you know, I got a lot of stuff going on outside of the shoot job and stuff, so I was tied up all morning and during the day. Most of Sunday, I got home, had time to eat, and then watch the Pellies. Actually, I got home in time for the Breakers, and but Jenny my morning because I was doing all the shit. Like I was at her fucking grandma's house, and it is just crawfish boil and beer everywhere, and it's just—I mean, that's all it is now, bro. It, it's a Easter. Yeah. I lost you. You were saying Easter, uh, crawfish, and something else. Easter was just a reason to boil crawfish and get drunk, but it wasn't like that like when I was a kid. It is now, though. So did you go to Mass? Like a good Catholic boy from Metairie? No. No. I just watched it on TV. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Peace be with you. Right, right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh man, yeah, but that's it, man. That's it. Um, all right, bro. Let me get out of here. I gotta run. I hear a wife screaming, and uh, right. let me make sure nobody's dying. 
Uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch you next week, everybody. Thanks for being patrons. If you're a patron out there, if you're not one, become one. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. Don't forget to be specific when you email the Hopper for your video. Yeah, Shout out. for real. Like, you feel like someone's having problems. Like, you know, like, let me know. Like, it's, you know, what's the problem? So, that like, way, I'm not that, just, yeah. well, oh, you know, thoughts and prayers. Hope you're doing better, you know. So, like, I don't sound like a fucking asshole. Thoughts and prayers, dog. But on a lighter note, thank you for listening. And we're going to get out of here. Harper, hit the tagline. Fuck it, bitch.